Truth Espresso, episode 239. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso, to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Hello there, friends, family, foes, lurkers alike. This is your host, Daniel Minnick, and I have with me back my sweet, beautiful wife and co-host, Chelsea. Thank you, sweetheart, for doing another episode with me. Thank you for having me. And we're just going to do a short little episode talking about Memorial Day, as this episode is actually released on Memorial Day. And so, uh, sweetheart, as you were growing up, have you had any Memorial Day traditions, family traditions at all? I know it's a day off from school and family to have a day off from work, so do anything special? <laughs> <laughs> well, homeschooling, we typically didn't take Memorial Day off. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> yeah, we would usually finish up school and then have a barbecue or sometimes there would be a parade or something going on that we would go to. But it was also the first day that we'd put our flag outside. So I remember that was kind of fun. Nice. And I honestly cannot remember any kind of special traditions I do with growing up with my family on Memorial Day. But I think it's interesting where it's often... For a lot of Americans, it's a day for the dad to grill outside. You know, it's kind of like, okay, the mom cooks a lot most of the time during the year. And then it's like, all of a sudden, the dad has his specialty of grilling. You know, it's like, if uh, some men, if they don't know how to cook in any other way, well, they can certainly grill. <laughs> that's that's how men cook, I guess. And, and yeah, and I guess outdoor grill is very much an American tradition. And so if you're celebrating something American, it's time for the men to don the apron or whatever and get out the grill and <laughs> grill some meat. <laughs> <laughs> so are you a grilling kind of guy? <laughs> Somehow, I, I mean, of course I've done some grilling, but I don't consider myself an expert on it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i can i can do it i guess <laughs> although yeah one of the things i've learned is that you have to oil the grill <laughs> when you grill otherwise depending on what you're grilling things can stick to it and so there's a pro tip there if you're listening to this episode in the morning on memorial day and you're going to grill something you know oil the grill and that'll keep stuff from sticking <laughs> <laughs> So how did Memorial Day come about? Well, I'm glad you asked, sweetheart. I was looking at um, the Encyclopedia Britannica online at Britannica.com on the topic of Memorial Day. And it seems that Memorial Day began during the Civil War. Yeah, I was wondering, when did it begin? Because we have July 4th to celebrate Independence Day, but when in our history did Memorial Day begin? But it began during the Civil War, and it was basically to honor those who were 
passing away during the war from both the North and the South, and especially women would be decorating the graves of their departed husbands and fathers who had to go fight in that war between the states. And then it was originally called Decoration Day, as having to do with putting wreaths and flowers and stuff like that on graves. But after World War One, so we had another war later on, it became Memorial Day. The name was changed from Decoration Day to Memorial Day to remember those who died in any American war. And so the 20th century, as we know, was a very war-torn century in our history. And so, yeah, lots of wars to remember those who had fallen in fights having to do with protecting the nation or in international affairs. And that's Memorial Day. Now, some people will go out and decorate graves even now of dearly departed. And Memorial Day is different from Veterans Day. So Veterans Day is to honor those who are still living, who are veterans in wars. And Memorial Day is to honor those who passed away during a war. I know we have some friends that have lost loved ones who have previously served in wars. And I know Memorial Day is a special day for them because they just see, I think they put flags around all the grave sites. And like you said, they put wreaths on them. And it's something that just means a lot to those who have lost loved ones who did serve because it's a way of showing respect and like, okay, that person mattered. They did something to try to make a difference in our country and to help people. And you know, the people that we know really appreciate Memorial Day and when others stop and think about the history behind it or just that there are people who are grieving on that day because of someone that they have lost. So it's not all about fun and games. Yeah, it seems like a lot of holidays today uh, turn into, oh, I get a day off from work and I get to uh, sit back and chill and, you know, eat some food or something like that. Holidays turn into that, you know, Fourth of July, it's like fireworks and people feel patriotic because they got all the colors popping in the air and stuff but people forget just how much was sacrificed like we should remember it with respect and not you know just it's a day off from work and let me do what i want and hey maybe we should make some more holidays so i could get more days off from work and school and stuff but (laughs) Mm. yeah so memorial day and it's important to recognize The word memorial, to remember, because it is to our great peril if we forget things that are important like that. I know it was George Satanyana who said that those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. So there's the importance of remembering. And if you fail to remember how we got here, you're going to end up repeating the problems of the past. And not only did that fellow say that, but we can see in scripture that God even told his people, like the people of Israel, to build these memorials or have these stones here so that you can remember what God has done for you and that he has delivered you 
And those were things that they weren't stones of idolatry or something that was put in place to just have a day to party and stuff. Those were things like there's meaning behind it. There's depth to it. You see those that helps you remember that helps you teach your children. And so that they will understand this is why we see this stone here. The stone represents that God has delivered us from being enslaved or God has helped us. And what would America look like if we still held to that, where we would remember and reflect and thank God for what he has done for us, what he has given us. And we don't, we forget about it. We even mock it. And I think that, I mean, we just see the results of that now. The Bible is full of memorial. It's full of memorials. It's full of the importance of remembering past events Israel was a nation forged in memorial. And think of all the feasts, the Passover, all these things that God set up. You know, you had the stones, the landmarks, and, you know, even with the tribes, you know, people were instructed do not remove the landmarks which your fathers have set because you have to remember how God even brought you out of Egypt, how God set up the tribes. You don't interfere with that for selfish reasons. Well, I want to try to expand my land. Like, no, you remember how God gave you this and that's why you don't do things for your own desires by remembering what God has done for you. So Christianity itself is a faith of memorial because it's entirely based on that because Christianity isn't just a bunch of philosophical platitudes. It's entirely based on Jesus Christ and what he has done, the ordinances. You know, if you want to talk about the Lord's Supper, remember this is my body, this is my blood. Every time we partake, remember the Lord's death till he come. The ordinance of baptism is remembering what Jesus did, buried and raised, and Christianity is all about memorial. So, Memorial Day, it is all about honoring those who sacrificed on our behalf. The Bible talks about honoring those who lay down their lives for others. Before we get to those, I have a quote from G.K. Chesterton. He said, Courage is almost a contradiction in terms. It means a strong desire to live, taking the form of readiness to die. (laughs) I think that was a a pretty cool quote, because everyone wants to live if they see any value in their life, but courage is reconciling that with the readiness to die as necessary, and that reflects what those who sacrifice their lives have done on the behalf of those who live when we were preparing for this i was like oh there's a great verse john 15 13 that we should put in here and then i looked at your notes i'm like oh you have that (laughs) we were kind of on the same wavelength there so john 15 13 says greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends And we can't think of a greater love than what Jesus Christ did for all mankind, that he loved us so much that he gave his life for us. 
And that's like the ultimate act of love or selflessness and how Jesus Christ demonstrated that for us. And then we think of the men and women who have laid down their lives to make sure we could have our freedoms in this country, that we would not fall under the tyranny of these radical leaders. And we need brave men and women now to stand up against the tyranny, the destruction that people just want to bring against our children. We need husbands and wives that are willing to stand up for their marriage and for their children. And I love that quote that you said, it takes courage to do that. But I think that courage comes like this verse in John is talking about it comes from a love. Like there's just such a great love that you're willing to lay down your life for your friends, your family, your country. And I think that's just a great verse to think about on Memorial Day. Definitely. Where Jesus Christ is the ultimate example of laying down his life. And I think that if those who sacrifice their lives are indeed Christians, where Jesus Christ is the example the true driving force behind that, then it's definitely a good thing to remember on Memorial Day. And also have Psalm 116, verse 15. It says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Now, you can easily read that verse and scratch your head like, wait, does that mean God enjoys people dying or is God killing people here? No, it's like to emphasize saints and those who've basically lived a good God-honoring life where it's like these are the people who will be remembered. And so, yeah, the Lord thinks of them as precious when they pass because they leave a legacy. I think that's another good verse for Memorial Day, especially we're thinking of the saints who've gone on before and how we should remember their lives and how we stand on the shoulders of giants. Hey there, friends, family, foes, and lurkers alike. This is Daniel Minnick, the host of the Truth Espresso podcast on the Christian podcast community. And I want you to check out Voice of Reason Radio with Chris Honholtz and Richard Story. Chris and Rich are two guys with big hearts who will bring you a show every week that is sure to be challenging, encouraging, and biblical. Voice of Reason Radio with Chris Honholtz and Richard Story is part of the Christian podcast community. Check them out at slavetotheking.com. That's slavetotheking.com. And tell them Truth Espresso sent you. And now I'm going to talk a little bit about memorials because we talked about how the Christian faith is a memorial, the importance of memorials, remembering the past so that the present will lead to a better future, I guess. Mm -hmm. The importance of not forgetting the past so that we don't end up repeating the past. When it comes to memorials, we need to not forget Memorials should not be forgotten, and the Bible definitely has verses talking about the importance of memorials. Mention the feast of the Passover. So, on the original Passover in Exodus twelve forty-two, it says, 
It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the children of Israel and their generations. So in the original Passover, there's the instruction, you must observe the feast of this Passover every year throughout your generations. And so Israelites today, Jews will celebrate Passover. They still do that. And as Christians, we celebrate Passover too in the Christian form, which when Jesus celebrated Passover with his disciples, he broke the elements saying, this is my body, this is my blood. And so we recognize that the Passover itself is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And now, so we're celebrating Passover as it's the Lord's Supper. We continue to celebrate that memorial. I think it's kind of interesting, too, when you think about when Jesus is instructing the disciples, like, as often as you do this, remember me. Mm. And it's not something that you just do, like, oh, yeah, maybe we should do this. It's something that you do often to remember because I think when we do things often, it helps us remember if we're doing something like once every five years or the fewer times you do something, then the less likely you are to remember. And I just think that that's kind of an important part of remembering things is that it should be something that is kind of done often or done with purpose too. And the importance of remembering why you're doing it, you know, because we see that a lot today, as we mentioned. Fourth of July, people observe it as a holiday, but how many people remember why we're doing it and respect that? Same with even Memorial Day. You have your cookout, maybe, but are people remembering why they have a Memorial Day and the importance of respecting those who sacrificed? So Jesus also gave an example of the importance of not forgetting a memorial. He created a a memorial. So the woman who broke the alabaster box, I think it was Mary who, not Mary, Jesus' mother, but Mary, the sister of Lazarus, who broke the alabaster box. She had some expensive perfume that she'd been saving up, but she poured it over Jesus' feet, wiped it with her hair. And Judas Iscariot criticized this, but Jesus said that this is a good thing she did because she's doing it for my sake. She's looking toward my burial. And Jesus said in Matthew 26, verse 13, Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for a memorial of her. And so we have that statement there. And of course, even today, 2,000 years later, we have the memorial of that in Scripture. And we have Jesus saying that it would be a memorial. So, you know, we recognize the importance of what this woman did because she recognized the importance of why she was doing it, you know, because of who she was with Knowing he was going to die, he was going to leave, he was going to be resurrected, he's going to be buried. And so, yeah, what did this perfume mean to her in the long term here? And so, yes, Jesus recognized this is something to remember. So what do you think some of the kind of precautions we have to have with memorials? Because memorials are a good thing. 
Mm-hmm. And the scripture talks about having memorials and remembering things. But what's kind of like that caution that we need to have when we're thinking about memorials? Yeah, so every good thing can be taken to an extreme. (laughs) And so as much as the Word of God emphasizes the importance of perpetual memorials and never forgetting them, of course, people can set up their own memorials that are not for God's purposes, or they can take something good and turn it into an idol. So we have to be careful not to turn memorials into idols. We have to respect those who've gone before us or respect the work of God without turning people into idols or God's tools into idols. So one example of a memorial gone bad is in Judges chapter 8. And Gideon had won an amazing supernatural victory over the Midianites, you know, with his 300 people over what possibly half a million Midianites. And Gideon was a pretty good guy up to this point. In fact, in a few verses, you see the change happen. So Judges 8 verses 22 through 20. 23 says, Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also. (laughs) They're going to make him a king and have a kingly lineage there. For thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. That was good on Gideon's part, but then we have him gathering gold from people's earrings to make memorials. But then verse 27, so four verses later, after Gideon showed a servant's heart, it says, And Gideon made an ephod thereof, and put it in his city, even in Ophrah. And all Israel went thither a whoring after it, which thing became a snare unto Gideon and to his house. (laughs) So here was a mistake where Gideon did make a memorial of gold, and Israel, instead of glorifying the God who gave them the victory, they turned this memorial into an idol. So we have to be careful with, say, like if someone were to go to the tomb of the unknown soldier and basically burn incense to it or worship it in some way, that would be going beyond the respect that we should have for fallen soldiers and turning the memorial itself or possibly even the soldier into someone who's beyond respect. Mm -hmm. Sweetheart, do you want to point out another memorial gone bad in the scriptures? One thing I was thinking of that we didn't have in our notes here, I was thinking about how God made a sign, a promise oh, yeah. with the rainbow yes. <laughs> after you know Noah's Ark. And he said like he promised to never flood the world again with water. And so he had the rainbow. And that's something that we see often. Like today we were looking for rainbows because it was very rainy here. And then the sun came out a little bit. We were trying to see if there's a rainbow. You still see rainbows. You still see that reminder of God's promise to us and that he was faithful to Noah and his family because they served him. They loved him. They obeyed him. And I think to me, that's like one of the sad promises that we see gone bad now because now you see 
the LGBTQ community and like the Pride Month coming up here in a few days um, being in June that they take something that was so good that God shows his promise and they take that symbol and they make it kind of their way to promote their agenda and their lifestyle that is very against what God says. And there's so much good that God wants to show us and give us and remind us of what he's done. And then we easily as sinful people fall into neglecting that or, like you said, idolizing it or using it for selfish desires instead. Yeah, another example I think of is in 2020, you had the death of George Floyd. Yeah, and even to this day now, there's George Floyd Square where he was tragically killed. And, you know, of course, I think that there's more to the story there than the narrative wants to make. But we forget that everyone involved in that, including Floyd himself, had problems and Floyd had a drug addiction. He had done some crimes, not worthy of death per se, but the fact that some people have called him St. George Floyd, and there's basically shrines built to him in this George Floyd Square. You know, you have this huge kind of colored picture, painting of his face, and all kinds of memorials, and people treat it like it's this religious space. You know, it's a secular religion there to honor someone who, it's not like he passed away in service to the country or he laid down his life like a soldier, you know. He was unfortunately tragically killed and he should not have died, but he wasn't a saint in that kind of sense either. And that's another memorial that I think it's going a little too far here, of course. We need to recognize the family of George Floyd and remember the tragic loss of George there, but, you know, we shouldn't turn it into some kind of religion thing. So we have another example where the people of Israel turned one of God's tools. They took something that was a very good thing and they turned it into an idol. So it's Second Kings 18 verse 4. We have King Hezekiah it says, he removed the high places and break the images and cut down the groves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. For unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense to it, and he called it Nehushtan. Now think about this. The serpent that Moses made, that was definitely a memorial because the very same brazen serpent that Moses lifted up, that people who looked upon it were healed of the snake bites, that was a very good memorial. But the fact that people turned that tool into an idol, instead of just keeping it and remembering, this represents the power of God's healing, we have to remember not to distrust God, to turn away from God. This is our reminder here. This is a good artifact so that we remember to follow God and trust his power even when we repent from our evil. 
but people idolized it, and so therefore King Hezekiah, having this valuable artifact from hundreds of years, he destroys it. You know, they what are you doing, King Hezekiah? You destroyed this valuable antique. Well, if you're going to idolize it, it's better to smash it and destroy it than to let you burn incense into it. It's important not to idolize memorials or recognize the importance of what they point to without in any way idolizing the memorial itself or taking any person or thing beyond what God intends. We always have to recognize the boundaries that God sets. Yeah, so this is a great reminder for us to remember, I mean, a lot of things. (laughs) Remember God's goodness, his grace, his mercy, like what Jesus did for us. Remembering the men and women who gave their lives for the freedoms that we're still kind of enjoying. (laughs) But there are important things that we should not forget. And just taking that time to remember all that we have been able to enjoy And I think, I mean, especially our freedom in Christ, because that's the ultimate freedom that we can have. You can see the freedom in America kind of slipping away here. But thankfully, our freedom in Christ does not slip away. It does not change because when we're sealed by the Holy Spirit, it's a done deal. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that we should remember and we should take that time and be thankful for what God has done. Amen, sweetheart. I don't know if I can add anything to that. And so I hope that you have a good Memorial Day as you remember those who've gone on before and also to remember what Jesus Christ has done for us and remember the importance of memorials and also God's intentions with memorials. And so we hope that you will stay tuned for the next episode of Truth Espresso and God Bless. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso.